Hey everybody, this is Brother Frank. Glad to have you here on another episode of The Remnant Call. Uh, we're getting a little bit late tonight going here. I had to go out to Nebraska for work uh, for a couple of days. And I'll tell you, I can't think of anywhere I'd rather go. Well, I'm sure there's other places I'd rather go less, but in the middle of the winter, I don't know why they had to pick that place to go to, but it is what it is. And we're back. We're safe. Uh, I just want to say thank you to the Remnant Call listeners. God bless you. Thank you for those who support this program in prayer and, and support the program. And, and and my wife, like I said before, gets on to me because I don't ever say thank you. But thank you for those who have supported this program by donating, which we don't ask for ever. Um, but there are those who do. And I just want to say thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. And um, But don't ever feel like you need to ever send this show a dime. The Lord has been sufficient. We appreciate uh, everything. And uh, God, uh, he just blesses and we thank him for it. Um, tonight, though, uh, I've got an announcement. We're going to bring Benjamin on here in just a moment. Um, we are going to begin some content as we've talked about we've been moving over rumble there are those of you who've been subscribing and um i appreciate it but we're going from seven thousand uh subscribers i'd like to obviously not everybody continues to listen after the years of getting subscribers but every year every week in the remnant call program uh we get you know a couple of thousand listens through the current program the older programs then as the programs go forward, they get more pickup. And then we have a whole nother group of listeners through blog talk radio, which goes out over iTunes. You can pick us up on iTunes. You can pick us up on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all kinds of different podcasting programs. You can pick up the remnant call, the programs there every week. Also, we have a whole nother audience that listens that way. And uh, we appreciate you all to do that, but we are going to begin to, uh, start having content that's only going to be on rumble. And we've mentioned before why we're doing that. Um, and you know why, if you listen to this program, um, that there are those who, uh, who have different views than we do. And we need to be somewhere where we can share this content uh, openly and, and uh, without any worries. Um, and so please join us. If you haven't been to Rumble yet, jump on there because we're going to start having programs now that will only be on that channel. Now, they will still go out because I will post them to Blog Talk and they will still go out to all the podcast listeners. So you don't have to worry. You can still listen that way. But that will eventually become our primary um, source of, uh, of, of, of doing our programs. So please get over there and listen and listen. I know there's many of you have suggested some other great sites. I appreciate that. I really do. And there's some good sites, um, out there that have some great people. Uh, there's also some sites with some people that are in the so-called, um, watchman community that honestly, I, I don't really desire to be on the same channels, um, necessarily that all these people are on some of them and, I, and i'm not trying to come out against anybody right now it's just there are some people that i believe don't live in the realm of reality okay they are too far out there and i don't want the remnant call i think what we do is serious 
It's not a game. It's not a money-making program. This is not a time to just uh, joke around and or to try to come on and promote a thousand different things for you to come and buy. Although there are some important things that we do want you to think about, and we're going to talk about that tonight because there is something we want to. Um, we've talked about in the past, but it's all of a sudden beginning to, it seems like resurge emails I'm getting. And, and I'm not going to uh, get into that right this second. I'm going to go ahead and bring Benjamin back on uh, to mention or on tonight to mention some of these things and just talk about it. And uh, so let's go ahead and do that. Brother, glad to have you on here. Um, being a part of the remnant call family. Um, you know, I just, I appreciate folks, you know, the story, uh, if you don't know, but basically the way I met Benjamin was in 1999. I left my house strung out on crystal meth. One morning I got born again on the way home outside of a church. I met Jesus, saved my wife or my family, my, my life and my family all in one day. The Lord worked an absolute miracle because somebody had the courage to hand me a book called The Day of the Lord is at Hand. And uh, the Lord got a hold of me through that book in a way that nobody else could ever get a hold of me. And I had, I appreciated people were praying hard, uh, but someone had the courage to hand me that book. And brother, it changed, you know, it changed my life. And I got the privilege to meet Benjamin um, a few months after I got saved uh, down. He was um, doing a prophecy uh, club tour and you were in Nashville and a uh, good friend, brother, Jim, uh, we went to new Benjamin. Um, we went down there and uh, got to meet him and we've been friends ever since. And that was 1999. And brother, that's already what? 22, three years now uh, ago, just about man time flies. So, uh, but Benjamin, there's something I've been talking to you a lot about here in the last week. And folks, we've talked about it a lot. And um, you know what, though, before we do any of that, let's get in. Let's pray. Let's pray. Fa Father, in Jesus name. What we're about to share, Lord, I know is important. Because salvation is important for so many people. And Lord, there are still people out there. There is a remnant. There are those who have come and there are those who will come. But Lord, we are to be about our father's business. And there was one thing that we were commanded to do, and that's to share this ever loving gospel with a dying world. And so, Lord, I pray tonight that this program would be a partial fulfillment, Lord, in that process of Matthew 28, 19, that we would go out into all the world. And share this good news. Jesus is coming again. Lord, we thank you because we've asked this in Jesus' name tonight. And we believe by the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross, Lord, that this power, this blood was able to not only heal, but to restore and renew and refresh us for these last days. Lord, thank you for this because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, uh, we've been talking about this lately. I've been sharing with Benjamin. I've been getting a lot of emails here. At, I'll tell you who I've been getting. My father, too, on top of that. He, he, I thought for sure, Benjamin, he had read Out of the Darkness some years ago. I don't know what happened. But all of a sudden, my dad's like, I've got to read this book. And he reads it. 
And now he just can't stop getting the book into other people's hands. He's got it into a couple pastors' hands right now. They're reading it. He's trying to share it. He's like, listen, you need to get this book. And people are emailing me about how powerful of an experience they've had from reading this book. Now, I want to say this, folks, this book will point you to the Lord. This book will not point you to Benjamin Brooke. This book will point you to the Lord. That's what it was designed to do. And so, brother, I people have been sharing with me how this book has affected them. And you were telling me earlier some details about even just how you came about this book and why it is so important for this hour. And brother, I'm going to ask that you could, would you just take a minute and share with us why this book is so important? Well, yeah, Lord, we look to your, we look to your Holy spirit. Amen. We look to your throne, Lord. It's your word. I'm a scribe. Yeah. Amen. The words that came forth, you know, they're the flesh profits nothing. The letter of the law killeth. It's only the spirit that gives life. And, And the spirit of God, you know, we've been born again and we've been sealed in the Holy Spirit if we're truly the Lord's. But but the anointing comes from the Lord, you know, and he, he talks about how he waters his garden every day, lest it, you know, lest it be ruined. And, you know, thank God he does. You know, every time we come and pray, no matter what trials or temptations, what, what testing, what difficulty we're going through, if we belong to him, if we're truly his, when we come together and we, we go into our secret hiding place, we enter our prayer closet, we close the door turn on worship music and we we begin to lift up his name we come in his name we call upon our father in heaven and we come in jesus name the lord responds and the anointing of life the living water from on high comes is poured out in our dry and, and thirsty vessels and without his spirit we've we've nothing we've absolutely nothing we can do nothing. We can't accomplish anything of any eternal value. And the best we can do is wood, hay, and stubble. And, you know, having recently built a little barn for some horses, you know, wood's good. Hay's good even for the horses. Stubble's worthless. And it's, it's good for nothing more than just throwing it out into the garbage, throwing it into the fire. But, but all the wood and the hay of this realm is soon going to be consumed as well, Frank. And so, you know, why is out of the darkness important? The entire seven, what is supposed to be seven volumes. And, um, you know, there's some stories about the book out of the darkness, Frank, I've never told anybody. Um, Cause they're not, well, I guess they're sort of unbelievable really. I mean, you know, who would believe, right? what God could do with just a little book, but, but the spirit of God gave utterance to the words of that book. You know, I've read out of the darkness at least five times. I need to read it again. I'm, I weep when I read that book, you know, and, and, and I know (laughs) I didn't write those words and um, I typed them. Well, I actually spoke, I spoke them came forth on a series of programs that, that were that were 
birthed in fasting and prayer, you know, that were, that were brought forth in a spirit of travail and, and out of the darkness is really the first step coming out of the deception of this ruined age, you know, and I mean, the first step of, of deliverance from, from any, of any of the sins or any of the corruptions of this ruined age is, is to recognize we have a problem. We got to recognize we are in the darkness, you know, the big book of alcoholics, you know, the first step of, of recovering from alcohol or drug addiction or, or any sin addiction. And, and every sin becomes an addiction because any, anyone who sins becomes a slave to the sin. And, and so, you know, it doesn't matter what has enslaved us, whether it's the lust of money or the addiction of food, you know, the, the gluttony of this age, pride, you know, whatever, the drugs, tobacco, pornography, it's all the same darkness. And, you know, we, we who live in the United States, I mean, what a contrasting country we live in, right? Land of the free, really. He who sins is a slave to sin. Yet we call this the land of the free. What a contradiction that is. And, you know, if you look at the history, the, the testimony of the, of the founding fathers of our nation, and no, they were not perfect. They were, they were broken, sinful human beings like we are today. Only they knew there was a God in heaven. That Mayflower Compact that was signed a little over 400 years ago, the people that, that founded that colony on Plymouth Rock, they gave their sacred vow that every one of them would, would do their best to honor the word of God and to love their neighbor, to observe and to to honor the king of heaven and they looked to jesus for help and it's a miracle they didn't starve to death that first winter you know and the conditions were outrageous they slept on the ship because they didn't have time to build anything but the lord saw those people through and you know and here we are today this country is is now the center of the world's deceptions now let, let me read you a little bit about this this nation of ours, the merchants, the corporations, the rich men of the earth, the rulers of, the, of this present darkness. These are the great men of the earth. You see their pictures on the TV and in the news and in, in the magazines. These are the great men. And by their sorceries have all the nations been deceived. Well, isn't that interesting? The sorceries of Babylon deceived the earth. Well, what exactly are those sorceries? Well, let's look at the let's look at the Greek text. We're talking about pharmakia by the pharmakia, by the pharmacy, by the drugs and the pharmaceutical. Weapons that came forth, pharmacia, sorcery, deceived the nations. And I, I think we're seeing that today, aren't we? The nations are going mad following the pharmacia. 
Absolutely. And what a what a amazing, accurately, brilliantly accurate prophecy. Who would have thought that this deception would come with a serpent on a stick? Right? Well, what else is this? this nation of darkness done in in revelation 19 we read and i heard a voice from heaven shouting hallelujah salvation and glory and honor and power are unto the lord our god for righteous and true are his judgments for he has judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and he has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand And again, they said, hallelujah. And the smoke rose up from her burning forever and ever. The fires will not go out. It'd be like the Valley of Gehenna, where the fires never stop burning. Valley of Gehenna, of course, is the Valley of Hanan. And those of you that have listened to some of my prior messages, you know that's the valley where they worshipped Molech, and they, they, they brought child sacrifice, and they would build huge pyres of fire with, with you know, firewood and stacked high, 10, 20 feet high, and, and the pile of wood would be 50 to 100 feet wide. And they would, they would bring their child sacrifices, little lambs that they would tie the legs, and little babies, human babies that couldn't run if they couldn't escape if they tried and they would throw these little innocent lambs alive into the fire and with the lambs they would throw the babies and the archaeologists that that inspected that did their archaeology in these sites they they found evidence based on the the bones that were recovered that the fire was not equally hot you know, there were hot spots and other spots where the burning wasn't so hot. And they estimated it would take up to two hours for the babies, the lambs, to stop crying. And that was Hinnon, which became Gehenna, which was a picture of hell. And the fires never stopped burning. And now we live in a version of it today. And this is turning into hell on earth. And it's going to literally become hell soon enough for the fire of her burning will rise forever and ever. But this this corrupt system of mystery Babylon, it, it, it corrupted the earth with its fornication, with its pornea, with its idolatry, with its entertainment, with its with its immorality, with its paganism. These people are going to, they call themselves woke. They're going to wake up in hell. Between now and then, we're going to see the fulfillment of all these things. And so this, this great deceiving machine deceived the nations with its sorcery, its pharmakia, and corrupted the earth with its idolatry and all of its wickedness. And so why a book entitled Out of the Darkness, because we need to come out of this insanity. What may be hard for some people to believe 
those who don't have the spirit of discernment yet or haven't haven't um, learned how to pray through to the presence of God, they have not understood the, how to do the warfare to open the heavens above their heads. They haven't redeemed the land on which they stand. And so they're in their prayer closets. They don't break through into the anointing of God. And, and without the anointing, you cannot exercise the discernment of the spirit of God. Maybe they haven't realized the extent of the darkness of this ruined age and how it is coming to a, a crashing conclusion right before our eyes. You know, 22 is the number of all truth. And all of this is about to come true in the year 22. We're passing through a portal straight into the kingdom of the beast and seepage poisons transformations that are too hard to find people are being changed they're being overcome their minds are turning red and soon they will be worshiping the dragon and they will be cheering for the beast they're going to be given over to the darkness but for the remnant we're going to come out of the darkness and and as hard as it is to believe, that darkness has even come within the churches. And not in a little way, not in a small degree, but in a, it's been a, a flood of deception. Where, you know, look, the old covenant didn't work, okay? I mean, it worked as far as it could have worked, which was to convict us and convince us of our sin. But it didn't save anyone. Rather, it stood as a, as a cruel taskmaster that none of us could satisfy. There was no way to obtain righteousness through the deeds of the flesh, through turning over a new leaf, or through trying your best through your own strength to keep the will of God. Simply impossible. So a new covenant was required. If God was going to save his people, he was going to have to save them himself. And so God came. The son of God came. The one whose name is salvation came. And he, he paid the price. None of us would pay. None of us could pay. And he calls us out of the darkness. But it is through the matters of the heart that to be born again, you know, what does it take to be born again? The scripture tells us in the book of John, you know, they were born again, not by the will of men. You, you cannot will yourself to be born again. We turn to the gospel of John and re read this short text for you. It's so powerful because it shows you our utter dependency on, on the very mercy of God. He came unto his own. Well, let me back up. Hallelujah. I'm going to start from the beginning. And we give glory to the Lord this hour and this time from the reading of the gospel of John. In the beginning was the word of God. Hallelujah. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The logos, the rima, the revelation of the word of God is himself God. And the same was in the beginning with God before in eternity past. In the, 
in the recesses of eternity past, which none of us can even imagine, the word was with his father. And what an incredible, unfathomable revelation that is to know that, that the son of God who was born into the earth as the man, Jesus Christ, pre-existed all of creation. And in reality, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life. And, and his life was the light of men. But without the life of Jesus Christ, you have the darkness of this ruined age. And, and the light of Jesus shone in the darkness. The darkness comprehended it not. And even to this day, it cannot comprehend the light. And there was a man who was sent from God. And his name was John. And he came to fulfill the prophecy of the coming of Elijah. And we today await the revelation of another messenger who shall come forth. Who too was sent by God or will be sent by God. And he will be the Elijah of the prophecy of Malachi. The forerunner of the Lord before his second coming. And we're probably very close to the revelation of this one. But in the time of the first coming, the one who went before his face. His name was John. And he came as a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Yet he was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness to that light. And that was the true light that lights every man that cometh into the world. And he was in the world. And the world was made by him. And yet the world knew him not. And so he came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons and daughters of God, even to them who believe on his name, who were born not of blood. It's not according to the bloodline of Israel. Nor of the will of the flesh. This is not something you can will into your life. Nor of the will of man. We cannot will ourselves to become born again. We cannot change our heart. It can only occur from God. We're, those who are born again were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And this book, Out of the Darkness, was brought forth by, by the Spirit of God. And it will touch the hearts of those who's, who can read it with a true heart. Now, some whose hearts are closed, some who cannot see the light, and who, I mean, um, it's sad, really. But, but for those people, that, that book is sort of, they probably don't bother to finish it. It doesn't, it doesn't even seem to be very relevant. It's certainly not alive, and it definitely doesn't bring them to tears. But for those whose hearts are being opened by the Spirit of God, they weep as they read those pages. As the Spirit of God begins to do surgery in our hearts. For the Word was made flesh, and He dwelt among us. We beheld His glory. Even the glory of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
Now John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This is he of whom I spoke. He that comes after me is greater than me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have we all received. And grace for grace, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth have come through Jesus Christ. And the law, there are a lot of people running around with the law of Moses. There are a lot of Christian cults today. There are a lot of congregations of the dead. There are a lot of pastors who preach a ministry of death. There'll be many on that day, many on that day who will say to the Lord, 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 we were missionaries for you. We prophesied for you. We, we did power work. We were charismatic Christians for you. And the Lord said, he said, this is his words. I'm not making this up. Jesus said, and I will say unto them, I never knew you. It wasn't that they fell away. It wasn't that they somehow lost their salvation. They were never known. And the word for know in that verse is an intimate knowledge. It's the, it's the knowing on an intimate relationship. Jesus was in them. When they were born again, the spirit of God came within them and their heart was transformed. And how do you get born again? Well, not, not by your blood. You know, being, a, being Jew, of Jewish descent, well, that's nice, right? Whatever. The vast number of the children of Israel were, as, were, were pictured in the scriptures as numerous as the sand of the seashore. Yet only a remnant would be saved, for judgment was coming forth, overflowing in righteousness. And, and if that doesn't put the fear of God in you, well, then you're not paying attention. And, and as it, the scripture testifies, let it be done unto the Jew first and then the Gentile. You think you get a buy on this because you're, you're not Jewish? The prophecies and the, the promises of God and the burden and the judgment of the word of God came forth first in Israel and then upon the Gentiles. The Goy don't get a pass. They just get to they get to go second. That's all. Well, to the Gentile believers, your time has come. You know, there you can obviously see what I'm talking about. So how do we prepare? If you are born again, what do you need to do? Do we need another silver coin? No. Your silver and your gold cannot save you in this hour. If you do not have a gold coin, um, you, then you don't need a gold coin. If you do not have silver, you know, buried in the back of your, your you know, your house, then, then you don't need silver. What you need is tears of repentance. You need the commitment to, to, to pray without ceasing until you begin to break through. And you need the knowledge of the things of God that you could address the matters of the heart in a scriptural way. Because the word of God testifies, my people perish for lack of knowledge. But it is not the knowledge of the letter of the law that killeth. Now, there's a lot of teachings today that are very popular. They're, they're almost cultish in their popularity. I'm not going to mention them because I don't want to offend you. But they're, they're worthless. 
in terms of the things of the kingdom. The kingdom of God under the new covenant is the revelation of Jesus Christ in you. Revealing his grace and his truth. And Jesus said you would know the truth and the truth will set you free. And Frank, if there's, if there's one thing that is obvious today is that majority of people are not free. They are not free. Amen. People are fighting. And, and you know what? A lot of people are losing the fight. The church is losing ground. Spiritually speaking. Now, the cults are doing fine, you know, and the false, the doctrines of the flesh and the letter of the law that killeth is growing in popularity. But the the anointing that breaks the yoke and sets the children of God free from the hindrances and the deceptions and the strongholds of sin. This is becoming more and more precious. And and it is through the matters of the heart that we are going to enter in. Because you are born again in your heart. You know, Nicodemus was the first person to ever be taught that the revelation that you had to be born again. And, of course, he instantly misunderstood it and thought, well, how, how do I enter my mother's womb? And Jesus was speaking about a, a rebirth in the spirit. Okay, well, your flesh isn't getting reborn. Look, I'm, you know, we're all getting older. And... And our flesh doesn't do well getting older. And God does not have a, a, a plan to, to redeem our flesh. It's our spirit man that's going to be saved and born again and, and redeemed. And so the whole issue of the new covenant and the whole issue of our, of our victory over sin and our victory over that the strongholds of Satan, which are the areas of pride and lust and gluttony and fear and doubt and death and unbelief and unforgiveness and bitterness and anger and woe. And all of these things that are the snares, these are the thorns that grow up and that quench the seed, choking out the fruitfulness of God in our lives. The only way to uproot, to pull these thorns, these weeds out of the soil, that we would have good soil, is that we would have a good heart. And that's what the book Out of the Darkness is about. Equipping you to do the, the, the gardening that must be done. The hard work of repentance. Look, none of us wants to confess our sins to one another. None of us particularly want to fast and pray. Not, none of us want to deny ourselves. Not very many of us want to humble ourselves. We don't want to prefer one another above ourselves. We don't really want to do any of the things that the Lord gave us his instructions and gave us as his commandments in the new covenant. We'd rather argue about Bible prophecy and, you know, the various theories or, or argue about doctrines that pertain to, to following the law through the, through the things of the flesh. And we're all being so distracted. So, you know, why is out of the darkness so powerful? 
because it's going to blow that nonsense right out of your head and it's going to take you right into the matters of the heart. And then it's going to, it's going to also reveal to you the dark counsel that has been plaguing you in which Satan is playing ping pong with you in your head. He's playing chess with you in, in your head. He's, he's literally, it's as if we've all fallen into habitual ways of thinking that are not overcoming the world, the devil, or our own flesh. But rather we're stuck out of the darkness. We'll bring you out of that darkness, the dark counsel of this ruined age, which is really the knowledge of good and evil that has been inherited by every one of us through the fall and then it will also reveal to you the ministry of death, the congregations of the dead. And, and how do you identify the ministries of death? Because, listen, if you're in any way involved with a ministry of death or you, you have any fellowship with the congregations of the dead, um, you know, politely, you know, excuse you, say, say your goodbyes or do whatever you got to do politely to 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 exit the building, knock the dust off at the door and never go back. And then the last, the last chapter of Out of the Darkness is First Fruit. And it is that message came forth by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, you don't need to buy the book. You can, you can go find the First Fruit message um, inside YouTube. I think you'll find it. Then in the, out of the book, Out of the Darkness, is, is, is four messages that were birthed through a season of fasting and prayer in my life. The first one was, is entitled Matters of the Heart. The second is Dark Counsel. The third is the Ministry of Death. And the fourth is First Fruit. But I will tell you for sure, the day it's not far off, when all Christian content will be deleted from the internet, all of these messages, unless you've already downloaded them, that, that will no longer be accessible. And some of you uh, are probably going to want to have a copy of that book so that you can read it after the internet's gone. Because, you know, the world right now, it's really dark out there and it's really discouraging and, and it's not going to get better. You know, two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah, right. Another drink before we drown you. I know I would I would suggest you find the truth, buy the truth and sell it not. Jesus said there's some great books of truth. Um, you know, we're trying to bring to you the, the truth as. You know, as best we can in our own feeble little ways. And. Um, the Lord had me put these Search the Scriptures books together to produce in written form <clears throat> some of the truth that came forth powerfully by His Holy Spirit. Now, Frank and I were talking about maybe trying to create audio books. I don't know if it's a, it probably costs $5,000 to, to create an audio book. I'm not sure how many people would be interested. I, Frank, what do you think? Well, I mean, if, if I'm an audio learner, Primarily, um, I like to read, but uh, I know for myself that uh, audibly I retain um, deeper. So I, I love audiobooks, but 
maybe not folks if you like audiobooks let us know i mean it's something we could look at putting it into an audio format like on audible dot uh, com it takes a good bit but i mean look folks we just want to get this book out and uh it's this this is why the remnant call is different than others we're not trying to promote a book to make benjamin money uh <laughs> quite the opposite <laughs> benjamin this it's it's even it's a laughing joke when people say that, you know, why are you trying to sell a book and make money? If they only understood the money Benjamin has put in himself without any expectation of return. Um, folks, this man's not making he's not making money off this book. I mean, I don't know, maybe made a few dollars. I don't think so. When you actually put your time in and everything you've done, I doubt you've broken even. No, clearly not. But no, you but know, that's and, the crazy part, Frank. As we mentioned, messages you can get them on the internet. You don't need the book, okay? And, and Frank Absolutely. and I were talking earlier before the program. Frank contacted me and said, "Look, is there any way we can get this book out there in in quantity at a much reduced cost?" And I said, "Look, I'm happy to ship the book in quantity at wholesale, and you know, basically." There's a cost where I could buy the book as the author. I have to pay Amazon. They're shipping and they're handling. But, you know, it takes me 10 minutes to key up an order. And I'm not going to, you know, take 10 minutes of my time to save somebody $3 on buying the book or $4. You can buy it retail for about 4 or $5 more than we can buy it. Because Amazon charges a fortune for shipping and handling on even a single order. But if... If somebody was interested in buying 100 copies to give away at church, that we would be happy to do. And we would do it at cost. We, it would be a simple pass through. But as Frank and I discussed it, it, it becomes so complicated to coordinate between a listener who might want the book. And, you know, I have had people contact me, Frank, um, who were so powerfully touched by the book um, and wanted a large quantity to give away to their church or or friends. One man, I'll never forget him. He, he wrote me and, you know, asked, it was it possible to buy the book in quantity at wholesale cost? And I said, absolutely. <clears throat> I want the book read. <laughs> that, and if I could print a million copies and ship them at cost and someone would pay for the million copies, I would, well, actually, you know, the, some of these books, people have done that and, and copies of, of, my work, the books that I type for the Lord have been sent. The entire Israeli Knesset received Day of the Lord. Um, all across the United States, every Christian college has received every major Christian ministry. There were people that came alongside and said, Benjamin, I want 5,000 copies. And I'm going to send them to 5,000 addresses. And, you know, and I'm like, fine, sure. You can have 5,000 books at, at the exact wholesale cost. But it's a tremendous amount of effort to then distribute the, the text. But this one man who called me up and, you know, he asked if he could talk to me on the phone. And, and so um, I called him and he got on the phone and he started to talk. He said, Benjamin, your book, Out of the Darkness. And, and Frank, he couldn't finish the sentence. He's he couldn't even finish out of the darkness. He broke down weeping. 
And for the next minute, I just listened to this man weep on the phone. He wanted a copy for everyone in his church. It set him free. So, you know, if anybody out there wants 100 copies, um, yeah, we'd be happy to. We'd be happy to share them with you at absolutely the, well, the lowest cost that Amazon will print them for. But you know what? If you don't have $14 and you don't want a copy of your own, take the time to find the messages and listen to, listen to this. And then begin to fast and pray, you guys, because we are really running out of time. Have you noticed a war just started in Kazakhstan? Frank, yeah. World War Three may have started. In my yeah, I, I know. I was so involved in all these meetings, work. I had to come out and be debriefed by my own father about what was going on because I had been so disconnected for a few days. And it's like you know, wow. I go away for a couple of days, and the whole world falls apart. Um, yeah, we were just you were you and I were just watching. Uh, you were shared a video with me of what's going on over there, folks. It's serious, and it's it's amazing how you can't hardly find anything in the U.S. media on it. You can find it on the BBC. You can find it on other places around the world what's going on over there. But it's intense right now. Oh, it's a, it's it's a full blown war. Russia sending in their military. The Russian government has basically stated that the the uprising, which is reported in Western media as protesters, are actually uh, mercenaries that were organized by essentially the U.S. and Britain. And that, you know, this is just one more attack on satellite countries around around Russia. But, yeah, so things are really spinning out of control. Uh, the, the supply chain disruptions are only getting worse. The. We're not going back to normal, you guys. You know, the 70th year of Babylon. Was was accurate. We've passed through the 70th year. It's expired. The judgment sequence has begun. You know, the earth is now corrupted, okay, with the fornication and the pornea, the idolatry of mystery Babylon. The nations themselves are all deceived with the pharmacia, right? I mean, everybody believes, you know, salvation comes from the pharmacia of Babylon. No, it does not. Death comes. Only the spirit of God brings life. Every other spirit is of death. But, you know, Frank, I, um, I got a great final um, Bible verse to share to, as we wrap up our message, because we were intending it to be short. And I certainly had no thoughts of any of the things that <laughs> Sorry, I shared. Brother. <laughs> no, I think the Lord wanted that word out there for Amen. somebody. But, Amen. but hallelujah. Um, I'm going to read from Psalm 51 couple of the verses have mercy upon me O god according to thy loving kindness according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies blot out my transgression wash me thoroughly from my iniquity or from my iniquities and cleanse me from all my sin for i acknowledge my transgression that's a key part you guys can't keep this stuff hidden we got to acknowledge it confess your sins one to another now pick someone you can trust not the ladies' prayer group, okay? But I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. Behold, thou, thou desires truth in the inward parts, not external obedience. Rend your heart, not your garment. 
It is not about all this external working of the law. That is not the new covenant. It's not a religious ceremony. This is not a costume party. We are not going to dress like Israelites 3,000 years ago and go out in the Sinai and expect manna to come down from heaven. It isn't going to happen because God has moved on to the new covenant. And you got to move forward with God or get left behind. And God desires truth in the inward parts, Psalm 51, 6. And in the hidden part, thou shalt make me know to, to know wisdom. There is a part of our hearts that is hidden. Even from us, there are, look, some of us have been through some, some trauma. Some people have been through serious trauma. Every one of us has had our hearts broken. We've been disappointed. We've got broken parts within. And in those broken areas are the strongholds and the triggers of the enemy. Because in, the, in those times of trauma and tragedy, that's where the enemy was able to insert his lie. You know, if you get angry, you know, it'll make you feel better. You know, these people that hurt you, you're going to hurt them back. And, you know, in the natural mind, it all made sense. And it actually helped protect us for a season, but it is not fruitful in the new covenant. It works great in, in you know, fighting in the inner city, dog eat dog but it's completely contrary to the mind of Christ. And, and this, some of this stuff is in the hidden parts of our mind. And so the scripture says, and in the hidden part, you shall make me to know wisdom. That book, Out of the Darkness, touches on those hidden parts. That's why that man that wanted a hundred copies to give away to everyone in his church, he couldn't even talk. He broke down weeping because he had been touched so profoundly and so deeply by this book. And the scripture goes on and, and David writes, and this is after he had sinned with Bathsheba. This is after the prophet had showed up and confronted, the prophet Nathan had confronted King David with his sin. And David writes, purge me with hyssop and I'll be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart. That's what it means to be born again, to have a new heart. God literally brings a new heart and, and, and renews your spirit and renew a right spirit within me, David says. We need the Holy Spirit of God to come afresh upon our lives. And we need our heart renewed and cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. If the Lord were to cast us out of his presence, if we could not enter his presence when we enter our prayer closets, what do we have? If God would to take his Holy Spirit from us, what would we have? Nothing. Nothing more than death. We would be one of the members of the congregations of the dead. We would, we would be left with the dark counsel of this ruined age. And we could debate with the rest of the Christians that are going to hell. All of the errors that they know so well. No, we need to come out from among them. Come out into the wilderness. Come out into the place. Come out into your prayer closet. Amen. Separate yourself and close your door. And as, as David wrote, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways. And sinners will be converted. And, 
And hallelujah. As if our testimony is the truth of God, if, and if it's, it's, if it's empowered by the spirit of God, then our testimony will teach transgressors the error of their ways. It will lead them to repentance and it will bring sinners to the point of conversion, true conversion unto salvation. David cries out, deliver me from my blood guilt. He had killed Uriah to cover up his sin with Bathsheba. Deliver me from my guilt of, of murder and, and deliver me from all of my sins, O God. And my tongue will sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will show forth thy praise for you desire not sacrifice. God is not looking for the sacrifices of the Torah. Or I would bring it. Eat. Now, David was living under the Torah. There was not yet a new covenant. It had been prophesied by Jeremiah. But David knew by the spirit of God that the sacrifices, God was not desiring the sacrifices of the, of the original covenant system. You do not desire a sacrifice. He knew by the spirit of God that God did not want David to take a lamb down to the temple and kill the little lamb and pour out the blood and burn the body on the brazen altar. David said, you don't desire that or I would give it. David would have killed a thousand lambs if he thought it would, if it would placate the wrath of God. But, and, and even today, your religious observance in the, flesh, in the flesh is no more valuable before God. God desires the truth of Jesus to resonate inside your heart. Where all those deep places of darkness are hidden within. So why do you need to come out of the darkness? Because it's the only way to enter into the light. And it requires courage. Because these places of darkness are where the demons are found. And they're where the pain, the echoes of the pain still resound. You have to have courage and be of good cheer. Because the Lord will go with you into that place of healing. The sacrifices of God, David declares, are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. Mm. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion, and build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then you'll be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and hope. You know, only when your heart is right was God pleased with Someone bringing an offering under the old covenant. Well, listen, the sacrificial system is gone. The perfect sacrifice has been made. If we were to do another sacrifice for sin, it would be blasphemy. Because the Holy One himself made his own body the living sacrifice. Jesus came as the lamb that was slain. And now he's the king redeemer who was raised from the dead. But the work of salvation must be in our hearts. That's the first place you have to start. And it's the only place you have to get it right. You do not need to understand Bible prophecy to be delivered and be in the remnant. You only have to have a pure heart. Look, there are little children today who love Jesus with all of their hearts. They don't know anything about what's going on. They don't know anything about any of the things that, that all of us fret over and worry about. All they know is they love Jesus. And their hearts are pure. And they're going to be in the remnant because the Lord's going to send his angels forth to gather them, 
to take them out of Sodom and Gomorrah before the cities burn. Mm, amen. And so it's all about becoming like the little children and getting our hearts cleaned and stop worrying about the things that don't really matter because that's what's going on. And, you know, Frank, if there's one thing that out of the darkness really knocks out of the ballpark, it's clearing up this confusion about how much of the law, to what extent are we bound to keep the law? And where does our salvation really come from? So, yeah, that's my best um, explanation on why if you've never read out of the darkness, you've really, you've cheated yourself. You've missed something special because the Lord, the Lord actually did that work. Amen. I merely typed it. Amen. And, and folks, listen, you, you don't need obviously anything but the very word of God, but God's people, when moved by the Lord's spirit, our job is to point you back to Jesus, point you back to the heavenly father. And I believe out of the darkness is just another tool that points people back to the Lord for recommitment. And Benjamin was right. It, 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 get in our prayer closet and praying. But I, folks, I, I, I do think as, as he was mentioned that it reminded me and that, that problem with Acts chapter 12 you see, in Acts chapter 12, they were praying desperately for Peter's release, but they actually didn't believe the Lord was going to answer their prayer. Because when the angel showed up and set Peter free, he comes to the door. And if you remember the story, Rhoda goes out and she answers, goes back in and tells all the people that are there praying, right? They're in the age of the miracles right then. And they're like, no, there's no way it's him. Although they had been praying, they said, you're mad. You're crazy. Then they said, it must be his angel. Then they finally couldn't take it. They go out to the gate and the Bible says they were astonished. They actually didn't, couldn't believe the Lord answered their prayers. It didn't say they went out and started rejoicing. It said they were astonished. Folks, I, when we pray, and this is something I got to tell myself, Albert, we got to start believing that God will actually answer and stop the prayers of unbelief. Stop asking for the Lord to deliver and not believing that he will deliver. I know you've been beat down. I know you've been praying for years. I know it feels like a, a battle that you'll never win. But folks, you got to stop defeating yourself before you even begin to pray and start understanding that the power of God is greater than whatever you're going through and begin to believe. And you know what? God is so gracious, Benjamin. He, and even when we pray those prayers of unbelief, it's like we, and God answers anyways, because he's so good to us. But folks, start believing that your God wants to deliver you. Start believing that your God wants to get you out of the dark. Do you know, Benjamin writes this book because he's moved by God's spirit to do something else to help you to come out of this deception, this world, because your heavenly father wants you free. And he's already said, if the son sets you free, you're free indeed. But sometimes as stubborn children, we get sidetracked.
We get off the path and we forget. And the Lord got to bring us back around again. And the reason we've been trying to share about this book is sometimes it's like, if you ever tried to tell your children, don't do this, you shouldn't do this. You can't, it's like, you can't get through, but then a visitor comes by, they could spend a couple minutes with, and they all of a sudden get it, you know? And sometimes, you know, another, you know, sometimes picking up something else or reading something can help spark somebody. And that's why we want to do that. So we're trying to think and figure out a way and praying and believing that God can get this book into more people's hands, not to make Benjamin money, simply to bring people back to our heavenly father. That's it. So folks, God bless you, Benjamin. Thank you for coming on with me tonight and um, sharing and brother, we're going to be doing next week. um, Like I told everybody earlier, a special program that will be will not be available on YouTube. It will be on our new channel over on Rumble, um, and you're not going to want to miss it. So if you haven't gotten over there yet to subscribe, please get over there, subscribe to our Rumble channel, and we're going to get this thing going and uh, continue to build it. And time's short. It's all we, – we don't know what day in America that this is going to to change 100%. They went to bed in Babylon thinking that it was just a good party that night. Yeah, we heard some crazy stuff happened up in the palace, but you know what? We had a lot to drink. I don't know what's going on. You know what? They woke up the next morning. Guess what? Their kingdom had been taken over. Well, I'm here to tell you our kingdom's already been taken over in the United States. It's being ruled by the beast. And we better wake up now. Brother, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. Amen. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. God bless you. Hey, everybody, this is Brother Frank and Brother Benjamin on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, good night and shalom. new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.